BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast. August 19th. One of Star Trek's biggest icons. Or celebrity fans. Or both. We'll be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by Star Trek Discovery actor David Ajala. If humanity is to survive, we will have learned to take a delight in the essential differences between people and between cultures. We will learn that differences in ideas and attitudes is a delight, part of life's exciting variety, not something to fear. We are better than we think we are. That was beautifully read Mm -hmm. by David. I wish all humanity had his accent. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to welcome back Joey Cliff, writer, comedian to the podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm, uh, I think this is my last episode on. I'm excited to chat about this quote. You've been a delight, by the way. Um, why don't you jump in? Tell us your thoughts on this quote. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that like a lot of what Gene Roddenberry says, this quote is very spot on about just the importance of like accepting and celebrating things that are different from you. Mm-hmm. Not looking at differences as fear, looking at it as like, you know, hopefully a potential to like learn about a new thing. You know, I think that there's like, there's a level of curiosity to so much of what Gene says and so much of what he's made in Star Trek that like I appreciate. And I think it really speaks to like his view on the human race in a really like optimistic and cool way. You know, I'm, I'm down. I like this quote. <laughs> so one of the things about this quote that's interesting and um, Trent, I'm sure you find it interesting too. They've We updated some of the pronouns in here a little bit. And I think that's a great thing to do because rather than just cancel everyone from the past who said he Mm -hmm. instead of they, uh, if humanity is to survive, he will have learned is what they said. Right. And um, Mm -hmm. originally, but to modernize it to humanity or they is the right way to go. It's inclusive. Mm-hmm. It's of his times. And Gene was nothing if not inclusive. It's just man was an umbrella back then. And I'm so glad we have different language and have the ability to use different language in these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love this quote. I mean, it's very in line with all the Star Trek shows. It's so in line mm-hmm. with so many of the quotes we've already dissected. He's saying again, Take delight in these differences. We don't need to kill everything different. Let me break it down for you, for the kindergartners. You don't have to kill everything that doesn't exactly (laughs) look just like you or act just like you. In fact, some of the greatest inventions have come from different schools of thought combining and coming together and creating something new. Trent? 
Yeah. And this quote re- like really reminds me of the very first quote that we started with when we did this podcast about enthusiastically welcoming yes. the differences between us. Like what a delight it is to see the differences in, in one another and to learn from one another and to grow because of those differences and sharing those ideas. Like that is what Star Trek is. And that is what Gene really wanted to present with us with this story, with the Star Trek world. The whole time this quote was being read, I was like, could someone tell every man I've ever dated? <laughs> quote. Um, that's it's very true, funny. Though, because like, I'm no, it's like I'm an eccentric, weird gal. And I know I'll find someone who appreciates an eccentric, weird gal at a certain <laughs> point. Right. But I've met a lot of people who who are like, that's weird. And they back away slowly because it's a lot. But I think, um, you know, I think my ideal partner would be a guy who is different than me. Can you imagine two Mm -hmm. of me in the same room? No, 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 no. Want someone to kind of balance me out or calm me down or pump me Mm -hmm. up when I need it. And I kind of see that. That's not what Gene was talking about necessarily. But I see that in here because whether we're relating to each other as just people on the street, as humans, or a whole new species in outer space, Mm -hmm. you know, viewing it as a positive rather than it's different, kill it with a stick. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, I'm just uh, to echo what Rachel was saying, like, I don't want to date another me because, like, I already know that I like professional wrestling and cats and pretty much that's it. (laughs) So it's like, oh, it's like I should date somebody that has a more interesting life than me uh, so I could experience different (laughs) things other than just the same pro wrestling and cats that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, like, I I kind of want to date a lawyer businessman. Yeah. It's completely different. (laughs) Just to to, uh, tag on something that Rachel said about the changing of, you know, pronouns and things like that in quotes. You know, I I think that I think that it's important and it's good to be considerate. Like uh, for me, I'm curious, what have you changed in email greetings other than saying, hey, guys, at the start of the email, like what gender neutral mm-hmm. changes have you done to that kind of thing? I've started to use "Hey y'all" or "Hey party people," and like, <laughs> yep. Yep. more "Hey y'all" than "party people." But it's like, have, have y'all like picked a different thing? I ha- I mean, I generally try to catch myself from saying "you guys" or "Hey guys." I, it's everyone, uh, or I I will use their name. Yeah. I'm just trying to get into that habit of you know getting away from that uh, the masculine you know denominative that we always say. Yeah, absolutely. Me too, by the way. But it's super hard for me to drop dude. Like that's just a universal (laughs) catch-all, right? And so I have to remember that it's a Mm. masculine thing, not, you know, because growing up for me, it was just a general catch-all for dude was anyone. But I'm down with changing. You know what I mean? I just have to keep reminding myself of these things when when I say them. But I say, hey, y'all, and I'm not even Southern now. (laughs) Y'all... Uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good one, but it's not a big thing to do. I, I think I, I think it's a little hard for me when people get mad that I don't catch it, you know, like you said, dude. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how about you just, you know, watch your tone and just explain to just tell me and then right. I'll do it. No right. problem. You know what I'm saying, Trent, because yeah, it's the tricky. Sure. So many things are changing right now. And, um, if someone misses a pronoun or misses something, I would say, uh, like a lot of Jean's quotes say, Maybe lead with compassion and and your humanity rather than Mm -hmm. your, I am so offended. At least right now while we're in this period, because we're all trying to acclimate, at least most of us are, as as we should, by the way. I think it's so weird when people are angry 
when they are presented with a, a change in pronouns. Like they're, I just don't understand. If I said, you know, I don't like you to call me something and someone takes offense at that, like that just seems so odd to me. It just is so combative right off the bat. And also, Rachel, to your point, like it's also very true that if people don't always use the right pronouns or misspeak, that they can get, you know, pushback immediate and it's 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 from an angry place. And I also understand that they're probably tired of correcting people sure. and all of like I get all of that. But yes, compassion is a good way to start these conversations because I think we ultimately want to communicate with one another and in a positive way, in a fruitful way. And it's if we start from a, a place of compassion and at least listening and understanding, we have a better chance of doing yeah. that. And as this quote says, it's kind of a delight, honestly, to go, oh, mm. OK, that's who you are and what you greet. I am excited to honor you that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I it may take me a second to keep remember, but like I'm so excited because this is what. I honestly think this is the time period Gen X was waiting for, like a change, something different, something Mm -hmm. else where you could be who you were and wanted to be without, uh, uh, you know, feeling like shame, shame. Yeah. You know, we're releasing a lot of shame right now. I think that for me, like, you know, like I I have a lot of friends where, you know, using the incorrect pronoun would bum them out and I don't want to bum my friends out. Mm -hmm. So it's worth the like quarter Mm -hmm. second of extra work that it takes for me to just say the right pronoun or the more accurate pronoun, you know, like I think, but that's just, it's just, I want to be compassionate and cool to people and not a jerk, you know? Absolutely. I like about this quote, it says, if humanity is to survive. So it's actually putting a lot of onus on it, right? It's saying, it's not just saying thrive. It's saying survive. Yeah. We're going to have to engage in these things. I believe we are just entering into that. Now, maybe it ties up. This is really airy-fairy, but maybe it ties up for the age of Aquarius that we just entered into, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And maybe this is the period where we start to become all these things that Gene hoped, wanted, saw that humanity could become. It's definitely a hopeful thing to look forward to. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that, uh, I do feel jealous when I see things that happen in this invented future. And it would be really great to be able to to visit that or to experience that. So I guess a part of me also takes hope in all the time travel that they do, because, you know, in very many different Star Trek franchises, those characters travel back to the past. So, you know, maybe they can travel back, pick me up and take me forward or something like that. So at least there's a little bit of hope that I might be able to see that because, uh, I am of a certain age, Gen X, and I don't know that I'm actually going to make it to the transporter age. But do you, in my mind's eye, like as a little kid always, I, I was very annoyed that I wasn't on a spaceship. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like in my mind's eye, I'm either in the medieval time period or I'm on a spaceship and I see the stars and there's all this white mm-hmm. noise. So I kind of mm-hmm. feel like I'm stuck in this in-between age. But, mm-hmm. you know, these quotes actually give me comfort because so is Gene. So is everyone. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely see, we all can be a part of what helped move things forward in a sense. Star Trek. Right. I mean, it was tied up very well with our space program and all of that. But I think it did help people move forward in thought. We've talked about it on here before all the first that happened mm-hmm. on that show imagery wise. So, you know, it's not it's like these quotes have been really good for me to hear because it reminds me I'm not in the dullest time period of the world ever. 
Yeah, um, I just want to say, Trent, your talk about not living to see transporters uh, bummed me out because I was like, oh, that means I'm not going to live to see Tribbles or get to pet a Tribble. Uh, <laughs> but then you said that they could come back in, back from the future and grab me so I could pet a Tribble. All of a sudden filled me with hope. So thank you very much for that. And then uh, to, to Rachel's point. Yeah, I mean, that's like the that's like the cool thing about imagination, right? It's like with our imagination, we could be anywhere. Mm. And specifically with like Gene's imagination, we're able to see this like really cool, like equal future where differences are celebrated and where, you know, uh, things that are different from you are seen with excitement and not fear. You know, I think that like it is so cool that like through the power of storytelling, we're able to experience a future that we might not be able to see like the literal version of it, you know, so we can imagine and that's right. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also we haven't mentioned it much in this last round of podcasts, but you know, Star Trek was also created and, and put on TV during uh there's a lot of strife in the country in terms of mm -hmm. racial climate. Right. And mm -hmm. we're talking more black and white because we didn't even really talk about Native Americans then. You know, we had an, mm -hmm. and does everyone know that the guy, the crying Native American, quote unquote, Native American guy in the commercial was an Italian actor? Yep. Like they didn't even use a Native actor in that um, litter. There was a 70s litter commercial with a single lone Indian with a tear streaming down his face. So, you know, we've come a long way since then, but we are just starting to hear about yep. Native American issues. And right. that's yep. 40 years later. I, I, I wouldn't say that we've, uh, I, I get what you're talking about. I, I wouldn't say that those issues weren't being dealt with. It, it was more of a situation of like forced suppression. So like, uh, you know, like uh, we were still in, you know, the, the 60s when this came out, still in the age of boarding schools where like Native kids were like taken from their families and like taught. To not speak their native. That language was still happening in the sixties. That was still happening in the eighties in Canada. That was still happening wow. in the two thousands. Like so, like you wow. know, and Australia and other countries with their yeah. Aborigines as well. It's mm -hmm. very true. But when you hear how recent that was, it's shocking, is it not? Oh yeah, that's like that's something that with native stuff, I feel like I always have to explain to like not natives or people that don't really know about it. It's like I'm writing on the first ever animated show in the history of American television with, uh, you know, with Native American families and stuff like that, created by a Native person, etc. And like, it's 2021. TV's been around for almost 100 years. Um, <laughs> Deb Holland was made the, the Secretary of the Interior. She's from, I think, the Laguna Pueblo Nation um, this year. And she's the first ever Native American person mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. serve in a presidential cabinet in the history of our country. Mm -hmm. And that happened in 2021. Like, you know, last year there was an NFL team named after just a straight up racial slur against natives. And that was like 2020. So like we're. But there still are so many teams, aren't there? There's still a oh, couple yeah. teams. And I'm like, y'all could change a goddamn name. Oh yeah. There's, there's yeah. 2000 names in the country that have kind of racist native mascots. And that's like 2021. Right. So it's like, it's, it's not that. It's not that it wasn't an issue in the 60s when Star Trek came out. Oh, I did more, not mean yeah, yeah. to imply it wasn't an issue. I meant more that the general public did not perceive it as anything. Of course, it was an issue. I'm saying the average person in Idaho, uh, where there were plenty of native tribes, by the way, but yeah. the average person, yeah. living white person, I'll just say, the average Anglo person was like, what do you mean? We have a crying native on a TV commercial. There's a quality. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that what you're talking about. The perception about. was, they're fine. They have reservation. They're fine. You know, like that was the white perception. Of or it's things. just like, so they're not John, a problem. Or it's just like John Wayne killed all of them or something like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something like that. So 
I think this quote kind of speaks to all of that because we'll learn these differences and ideas and attitudes are a delight. I mean, I think the words are chosen, survive, delight, you know, very well. Exciting, variety. Yeah, very well here. Anyway, this is a... This is a pretty lovely quote to wrap this one up on because it's actually it's like so, so lovely and positive and and yet with that little dire thing, if you want to survive. Oh, I didn't say thrive, y'all. I say you want to keep living or do you want to kill each other? You know? Yeah, like mm-hmm. thriving's hard. Yep. Surviving is like a good, that's a good a good thing to aim for on a base level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. Anyway, we just want to thank Joey Clifford being such a lovely Guest, such a pleasure. When does your TV show premiere? Uh, so we we don't have a release date yet. We're looking at 2020, so it'll it'll probably be you know sometime next year. But uh, it's called Spear Rangers. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, it's a really cool show. I think you should check it out. And you could follow me on Twitter at Joey Tainment. Follow me on Instagram at Joey Clift, and I'll I'll definitely promote all this stuff as it's coming out and other things I'm working on in the near future. But yeah, thanks for having me. This was real fun. I'm a big Star Trek fan. So it was, a, it was definitely a delight. We loved having you, yeah. We did love having you. And the thing I love about your show is it just it just kind of warmed my heart to think, oh, there's a bunch more now Native American writers in the WGA. Mm-hmm. Oh, there yeah. There is a new maybe director on your show uh, who got their DGA card. You know what I mean? Like, I love that this is opening up diversity. It, your show, it's so in line with all these quotes that we're talking about. And it's long overdue. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of other great Native created shows coming. Rutherford Falls just came out on Peacock, and that was created by Sierra Teller Ornalis. Uh, Reservation Dogs is coming out on FX, uh, co-created by Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi. And these are like, in the history of TV, the first TV shows created by Native people with Native writers. And these are shows coming out in 2020, 2021, 2022, and not like shows that came out in the 50s. So like, it it is a really interesting (laughs) renaissance in Native representation that is cool to see. And I think Gene Roddenberry would be stoked about it. 100%. Absolutely. Joey, thank you so much for spending the week with us. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope uh, if you want to check out these videos that we of our guests reading our quotes, you can check them out on the Roddenberry social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Okay, now that this is the end for me, can you use the Star Trek Beamer sound effect to beam me out of here? Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 